A new psychological therapy for bipolar disorder is being investigated. I think I said bipolar disease. Sorry about that. Um, the therapy is thanks to the announcement of more than half a million dollars granted to Christchurch Health researchers from the Canterbury Medical Research Foundation. Six research product, uh, projects are set to receive their share of funds from that foundation to undergo research that could drastically help New Zealanders with a range of health conditions. And our next guest, Dr Katie Douglas, is one of the recipients of the funding. Katie is a research associate professor at the University of Otago and a registered clinical psychologist too. Katie, hi. Sure, did you see? Nice to talk to you. Tell us a bit about bipolar disorder. Well, so bipolar disorder, I think you got it right, actually. You did say bipolar disorder, not okay. bipolar disease. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's a really, a really um, serious mental health condition um, and can be really debilitating because people experience really prolonged periods of both mania and depression. Um, and so because of this, it's a really complex condition to treat as well because you're having to deal with the euphoric or really highly agitated states of mania, but also the very low and often um, suicidal states of depression. You have to deal with it and your loved ones have to deal with it as well, I guess. Yep, that's right. Yeah, often loved ones and whānau are people's key support people. Yeah. How many New Zealanders are affected by bipolar disorder? So we know that about 2% of New Zealanders have bipolar disorder, but um, the rates for Māori are about double that. So about 4% of Māori will have bipolar disorder. Why? Um, that's, a, that's a complex uh, question, and uh, we're, we're kind of still grappling with that. Yeah. Um, are you, um, people, sorry, Katie, are you born uh, with it? You're born with a, a risk for it. Mm. So it's... it's just like in a lot of other mental health conditions, yeah. there's a combination of genetics or biological vulnerability and also factors that emerge over your life, like stress or trauma, that can also increase your chance of getting bipolar disorder. So odds are on the whole that um, our Māori population may have more of those triggers in their environment and, and may therefore be more likely to develop something from a, you know, a, a possible predetermination, if that's the right word, when they're yeah. born. Yeah. Um, how is it currently treated? Um, so in, in uh, Canterbury, in specialist mental health services, typically someone who's admitted with bipolar disorder will receive mood-stabilising medication. Um, gold standard treatments, though, are that there should be a combination of medication as well as psychological therapy. Mm. Um, and the psychological therapy component is really crucial to help people um, actually learn to cope with these symptoms. So learning to cope with how you, you might know whether you're going into a manic state or a depressive state and manage that outside of mental health services. The, yeah, that's dealing with symptoms, I guess, learning to live with it as best as you can. It's not about kind of addressing the cause of it or, quote, curing it. That's right, yeah. Mm. What have you but received? actually with psychological... Yeah, sorry, sorry go on. <laughs> go on. I was just about to say that actually with psychological therapy and medication, people can actually learn to live very well with bipolar disorder and, and get back to previous levels of functioning in terms of their job or their relationship yeah, functioning. What have you received the funding for? So the funding is for a, a small feasibility trial for 20 people with bipolar disorder. 
Um, and we're looking at a, um, a relatively simple psychological therapy that has been found to be effective for depression. It's called um, behavioural activation therapy. Um, and we have adapted it for the unique features of bipolar disorders um, with, with overseas investigators. Um, but we've also incorporated Māori models of health into the treatment with um, local uh, Māori clinicians and researchers. So we're, we're recruiting 20 people after they've been discharged from specialist mental health services in Canterbury, and they come into our research unit and receive a six-month course of this behavioural activation therapy. And alongside that, we're doing a range of different research measures to be able to work out whether it's effective for people and whether um, it's actually become kind of acceptable. acceptable. Great. Are you aiming for a certain split of Māori non Māori in your um, in your cohort? Yeah, we are. We're we're hoping at least a quarter of the sample will be Māori. So we're working with um, Puking Artify at Mental Health Services to try and make sure we recruit a good number of Māori into the study because obviously we want to specifically look at their experience of the therapy that we've developed. And will you have a control group as well? Um, not at this stage. So at this stage, it's just um, it's called an open label trial. So yeah. we just we're getting everyone to have the therapy. Um, but then, if it looks like it's promising, and if it looks like it's acceptable mm. for people, their the goal would be to run a, a larger scale um, clinical trial where where you do kind of uh, compare the behavioural activation therapy with the control treatment. Great. Can you tell us a bit about the therapy? How it works? So it's. Um, it's a very easily trained therapy, um, and, and that's, I guess, one of the, the key aspects of this project is that we want to be able to look at a therapy that actually could be done by a range of mental health professionals, mm. um, not just clinical psychologists, because that's a big issue at the moment is yeah. that um, that people just can't access psychological services because there's only very few mental health professionals who are actually having capacity to provide it. Um, so it's, it's a therapy... That's relatively short term. It can be between kind of three and six months. And essentially a person works with a therapist to work out what their kind of key values are and and then increasing activities that are in line with those values in their day-to-day life with the overall aim of, of kind of more constructive behaviours for their um, bipolar disorder in the future. Very interesting. Could you give us an example of what those values might look like? Um, so, for example, you might have someone who um, comes to realise that they have a value for helping other people or being able to do or be a support person for other people. So it might be that um, you get you get given a little chart that you complete every week and on that chart the person might be making sure that at least once per day they do something for someone else. Um, and it might sound very simple, but... Um, if, if, you're, if you've got a lot of behaviours that are in line with your kind of key values in your life, then it can have a, actually a really strong impact on people's mood. Yeah, intuitively it seems like it would make sense, not just for people with bipolar disorder, but for anyone, right? I mean, imagine all of us yeah. having a checklist at the end of the day to see if we've acted according to our values. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, what do you see among um, people with depression? Is it helpful? Um, yeah, it has been. There's actually been a lot of very large-scale um, studies globally, which has found that actually behavioural activation therapy is just as effective as some longer-term and slightly more complex psychological therapies like cognitive behavioural therapy. So um, that that gives us a, a hint that maybe if we can actually develop simpler 
um, more easily trainable therapies for bipolar disorder too that, that, that might increase access to these therapies in New Zealand. And is that where the sort of Māori tanga comes in, the idea that um, Māori people may be more likely to have values in that world and, and possibly that's an opportunity to connect them with um, some values that might resonate um, tipuna, um, community whānau. Um, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, iwi links, that so sort of thing. So we've actually we've been working with um, Māori clinicians who have actually developed some of the tools that you use in behavioural activation therapy that uh, now have a, a, a Māori worldview. Um, and it's, so it's a therapy that's actually can be very relevant for, for Māori and non-Māori alike, and we're really interested in looking at that in the study. Sounds pretty fantastic. You um, you must be excited. Yeah, we're very excited and um, obviously very grateful for the Canterbury Medical Research Foundation for funding this and some other really important mental health research as well. You say it's pretty straightforward. Is it something that, you know, if someone was listening who has bipolar disorder or, or has a family member with it, that this might be worth having a go at? There, are, I mean, there are definitely um, resources out there um, you know, available on on the internet that that go through kind of workbooks that are following the principles of behavioural activation. So yeah, and definitely um, there would be no harm done in in trying that approach. Yeah, cool. Someone's texted me. They say, can you ask what the link is between early cannabis use and bipolar? It's talked about a lot, but is it just a myth? Yeah, that's um, actually I was going to use that as an example when we were talking about the whole influence of mm. biology and stress because. Um, clinically speaking, I've worked with a lot of people who have a clear, really clear family history of bipolar disorder, um, and they've gone on to use drugs um, quite heavily in their adolescence, and then have gone on to have a bipolar disorder. And I and I often say that for these people, perhaps if you hadn't had such a strong biological vulnerability to bipolar disorder, this wouldn't have ended in in you being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, but yeah, there's. I mean, really heavy drug use can change brain functioning, and that can be a um, a risk factor for them developing bipolar disorder. Very interesting. Um, thanks very much, Katie. We've pretty much covered it. Thanks very much. Let us know how the research goes. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, hopefully some promising findings. Yeah, that'll be good. Thank you, Dr. Katie Douglas, who will be um, pioneering, really, a, a, not a new treatment, but a treatment that is will be newly used with bipolar disorder. Uh, she's been funded by the Canterbury Medical Research Foundation.